If you've experienced a revolving door of team members in your business, you're not alone. The real estate industry and especially property management is notorious for high staff turnover. And the main reason for high staff turnover is lack of training and support, poor systems and procedures, and the biggest one, choosing the wrong person for the job. So how do we overcome this and stop wasting time and money and destroying our company culture along the way? Well, Take a listen to this episode. There is a solution you'll be happy to hear. Welcome to the Property Management Podcast with That Property Mum. I'm your host, Kylie Walker. I'm a former television sports journalist and mother of four turned co-owner of a million-dollar real estate brand. Each week, I teach women in the property management industry all the best tips to help you balance your career and family, grow your dream business, master your fear, boost your confidence and conquer your mindset. Ready to get started? Let's dive in. Welcome everybody to the Property Management Podcast. I'm Kylie Walker, aka That Property Mum. Now, before we dive in, I'm going to ask again, as I do every single week, could you please leave me a review? We know how important reviews are for businesses these days, and mine, of course, is no different to yours. If you could spare just a minute to follow, rate, and review this podcast, or jump onto Google Reviews, That Property Mum, Google reviews, it would mean a lot to me. And in fact, what would get me super excited is if you took a screenshot and shared it on your social stories and tagged me in it. This year has been all about building new connections and I'd love you to be part of mine. Now we're talking about recruitment and recruitment in property management is getting harder and harder. And we've all been talking about the great staff shortage that has impacted the industry post COVID. But the reality is there were far greater issues pre-COVID. It was the great revolving door issue. What caused this issue, you might be wondering? Well, I firmly believe there was a few key issues at fault here, and let me break them down for you. And I speak from personal experience when I share these issues, and I'm not proud of the turnover of property managers that I had through my own business, and I still do have at different times. So the first thing, is I believe a lot of businesses have poor systems and procedures. And this is a huge issue that leads to property managers being overwhelmed and constantly dealing with conflict. And that was one of the biggest issues of, of my turnover in the early days of starting a property management business. There's also a lack of training. And the reason for this, and again, I believe, is twofold. You have principals and business owners who are largely sales focused and really don't understand property management or the demands on the team. So it's very much a sink or swim environment. Or the training is left to already overworked senior property managers who are onto their third or fourth trainee in 12 months and they know this one's not going to last. So they only put in a half-hearted effort when it comes to training. Or in my case, I was learning property management and running a business and raising four kids and not doing a great job at any of them at the time. I needed more training myself before I could have assisted anyone else. The third thing is there's also a lack of support. And again, this comes back to the business owners not 
either not being focused on property management or not really knowing how to support or empathize with the job of a property manager. This wasn't such an issue for me as I was already acting as a property manager as well. But without the time and often patience, I was literally running on an empty tank of energy and I really had nothing left to give anyone else. And the fourth thing is choosing the wrong person for the job. Now you can't put a square peg into a round hole as the saying goes. And not only that, not everyone has the same values and morals. And this is an important consideration when deciding to either join a company or selecting a new team member to join your company. And of course, not everyone has the right skill sets for certain roles either. And yet, why do we keep making the same recruitment mistakes over and over again? Well, if you want that to change in your business or you want to find the right company to work for, then you need to listen up. Let me introduce my guest today, Julie Davis. Now, Julie and her late husband, Neil, started Agent Dynamics in 2014. It was created with the intention of finding a solution to the revolving door epidemic within the real estate industry. The Agent Dynamics ecosystem helps business owners and principals to build, grow and manage their teams. Industry common practice is recruiting through resumes and references, and yet we don't even check the references most of the time. And they are simply not providing a full picture when trying to identify the next recruit to the team. Now, according to Julie, an interview will only provide half the story. The missing piece is the innate talent that people will bring to the role. And the agent dynamic ecosystem empowers the team to not only work in their flow, but to have newfound, a newfound understanding of what each and every one of their peers brings to the team. It enables business owners to better communicate, understand and leverage each individual to their strengths, resulting in a more productive team, increased profit and lower rates of team turnover. It's a fascinating concept and you'll want to stay to the end to listen to the personal development tools Julie shares with us too. So let's dive on in. Julie, thank you so much for joining me on the Property Management Podcast. Now, before we dive in, can you let our audience know a little bit about yourself and how you got started doing what you're doing now? Thank you, Kylie. It's a privilege to be on your podcast, so thank you very much for the invite. Uh, so what do I do? I call myself a team alignment coach. And uh, so probably backstory, I've been around the real estate industry now for about four decades, um, first as a, a practitioner and then as an owner in management rights, then as a coach trainer, and then started uh, Agent Dynamics, our current business about 11 years ago. And the purpose of that is to, street, to strategically help businesses build the right team. And so having the right, and we know um, the importance of that, particularly in our property management sector, because of the, you know, the terrible turnover that we have. So I work with the business owners um, strategically and then we work with the team as well to give them a deeper understanding in terms of um, where would they be able to bring the, the biggest contribution within the business, where would they be most happy and where what role would they be in that is most profitable to the business owner as well. 
I think that is absolutely amazing what you're doing. And I wish I had have connected with you way sooner than this <laughs> podcast episode when I was in the throes of running my business. And there are literally so many things that I want to um, talk to you about today, Julie. But let's start at the beginning and with the oh. impact that that revolving door of staff turnover has on, on businesses. Yeah, it's, it's pretty dire, isn't it? It's and and you know I don't believe anybody um, takes up a position in a <clears throat> in a job or goes into an environment and they willingly fail at that and they willingly go into a, a stressful situation. So I think that you know the system is actually really really broken in terms of how we recruit and build teams. And I think on the other side, um, or I guess on the consumer side, or somebody going in. And I actually just had a meeting earlier today about someone who was looking to start in an office. And it's so important to do your due diligence because what can seem bright and shiny from the outside can be very different once you get in there. And so it's absolutely critical if you are looking in terms of going into a position that we look at, you know, the values of a company and how are those values actually lived? So it's all very well having a sign on the wall and most of them say, you know, we're honest and ethical and you can trust us. Well, you know, values need to be lived. And so from a business owner's point of view, you need to create a business that um, that you become an attractant business in terms of the, the pathway that you provide for your team. And I, I personally think that it's every business owner's responsibility is that we accept, um, set up our, our team for a success as much as we can. And in terms of their onboarding and the whole experience that they have with us um, is, you know, incredible because it's not just now about recruiting new team members. It's about how do we keep the ones that we've got and how do we create an environment that they're spending, you know, 40, 50, sometimes 60 hours a week in where they feel that they can really flourish, feel valued and contribute within that role. If you are anything like me, you think you know your rent roll numbers. Well, I thought I did until I had a rent roll health check and I was quite literally shocked. The money I was leaving on the table was astounding. And this is not something that I'm proud to admit. There were mismanagement fees, let fees, advertising and lease renewal fees not being charged and properties even without bonds. And all of this was happening despite monthly audits being conducted in my business. So how did I uncover all these gaps in my valuable income? Well, I had a rent roll due diligence from my good friend, Tazi, aka the Rent Roll Queen and founder of the Tazi Way, a specialist in rent roll due diligence, business valuation and management rights. The Tazi Way is the innovative force driving the real estate industry. With 25 years of business and real estate acumen, they find gaps and risks in your agency to find undiscovered value. If you'd like to book your business in for a rent roll due diligence, head to the link in the show notes and mention That Property Mum for a 10% discount.
And that's right. We spend, you made a great point there. We spend so many hours of a day and week at work. Uh, it makes it very difficult if you're not enjoying your work environment. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. And I will be completely honest. I didn't do very well with my recruitment and I didn't do very well inside my own business as a leader in the early days when I started out my property management business. I was still learning how to be a property manager, let alone how to run a business on top of that. So, you know, yeah. I had the revolving door of property management and managers and it impacted my time. I was constantly training new people uh, and I was constantly, I'm a people pleaser and love to help people. So I was constantly feeling like a failure because I couldn't keep anybody long-term. Yeah. And and, and, you know, financially that obviously then impacts as well because the more time I'm training, the less I'm spending doing the things that I'm actually really good at. Um, mm. And, you know, of course I made those mistakes of recruiting the wrong people as well. So, um, yeah. so how do we stop making those mistakes and how do we pick the right people for the right positions in our business or, you know, what, what is your process with agent dynamics um, for that? Yeah, thank you. Well, it's always going to start with the business owner understanding where um it, where where is it most important for you to spend your time within the business and we talk about you know highest contribution we actually have a whole platform um in terms of that we can help diagnose that and you know, have a pathway in terms of number one understanding yourself understanding what, what is it that you should be doing that is going to be the most profitable and rewarding thing within your business, what are some of the things that you're doing that we should start building the team around? But not just saying, I need someone to help me, is to be strategic and say, where is that person's strengths, right? Because what's your wax work, right, where, where, you, where you feel like you're running in mud is somebody else's happy place. So it's identifying. So we, we talk, the first thing that we talk, you know, talk about is um, alignment and that's alignment of values. And so when we're building our team, it's really important that we fiercely protect the environment that we have. And number one is to be really clear on, on your values and your goals and know that as part of your onboarding and recruitment system is that we need to find people that match our values and that will respect and uphold what we stand for as a business. But the second one is, is, is we talk about... Um, amplify the team's natural talent. So there's two things two things that we bring to every single thing that we do. The first the first one is we always bring our natural energy. And when we're in our natural energy, it's it's the easy path, right? It's what lights us up. It's what, you know, it's what we're naturally good at. And so we look at that and we look at that person's natural energy of where they're going to maximize the contribution. So we can measure that. And the the third thing is you how do we um activate that natural talent through skill and it's where we look in terms of what is the skill level of the person now i i'm actually quite amazed um number one is that references aren't checked okay we don't do our due diligence and the second thing is that we don't skills test right and it's like you know your property manager your idea of clean and somebody else's idea of clean are poles apart and so we know that resumes are a pretty good work of fiction um, and we don't actually say, well, here, you, you sit down and let's say they're using Property Me or, or whatever, whatever piece of software that on their application that they say that they are fabulous at. Um, let's sit down and see, you know, if you pass the first two, 
right? The, you know, if if you're in, in a, if they match you culturally and, they, and you believe they would make a great part or addition to the team, if we're putting them in a role that where their natural talent, they're going to be happy, let's look down and let's drill down and let's look at the skills at what level are they at because that's the easiest part, right? You can't teach energy and you can't teach values, okay? However, it's really, really important that because we see, okay, property management, a lot of people look at it as a as a gap filler in terms of a, a job because the same, I think last count was about 4,800 jobs on SEEK, you know, for property managers. Um, so at the moment they, that business owners are just taking anyone that's got a pulse, right, which is really dangerous. Um, so let, let's let skills test them and see that, but if they're, if they're out of flow, what we call out of flow, even if they've got the skill, right, it's like full pocket, empty heart. And even if they are fantastic, they're not going to stay in your business because as a human being, we we strive to really contribute and we contribute in terms of like internally of what really lights us up. So if you're doing a job and like when I do my team sessions, I say put up your hand if you've ever had a job that you could do technically by skill level, but it just le- left you feeling drained and empty, you know, and it's like those people who just check in and like get the pay packet and then they find something better and they move on or they're totally disengaged. And if we look at the cost of disengagement and inertia within a business, it's massive. That you've made some really, really valuable points. One thing that's sticking in my mind is the not checking references. Yes, I'll put my hand up for that one. And I think from my personal experience, that's because you're always acting, you're reacting, you're not actually, you're just, you know, so busy, you're under the pump, you're, you know, got a juggling a million things and recruitment is when it should be one of your most important things, but you, you don't prioritize it. Is that what you find in a lot of businesses? I do. And I find it's very reactionary. So you should always be be, be looking and, and look in terms of people that would make a great, you know, fit for your team. But what you want to do is create a business where people really want to, like, they're busting to abs- absolutely have an opportunity to come and work with you because it's such an awesome place, right? It's like, oh, you know, like Google, oh, my gosh, fancy working for, for Google. And I know my daughter used to work for Apple and it was like, wow, you work for Apple. I, you know? I interviewed a lady a couple of weeks ago who worked for Google. Yes. Really? Yeah. And so it. it's like, you know, it's that culture that's going to have people stay and it be their home and that they, you know, it, it's what they call the pub conversation. It's what, what are your team saying in the pub about you at night and about what sort of place it is to work? What are they saying to their friends? But I think that, you know, I think it is reactionary because we find that um, what I find, which is actually amazing to me, um, is people resign and then they leave the same day. Right, even though there's like in my day, there's like a two week period where we have an opportunity to replace them. But if if you know, as I said to you before, it's it's part of it is keeping the team. How do we keep them, and how do we like do you know one on one performance reviews? How are we supporting them? How how do you know? Because I think it's a responsibility of a business owner to deeply know and understand their team, understand as a business owner. Your team are your clients, right? They that they, they are your clients, and it's your responsibility. And this is why when we we have a whole program where we we teach you through energy type of how do we onboard someone, 
What do they actually need? What, what are they driven by? What are the, you know, what are their internal drivers? What are their learning styles? What are their communication styles? So yeah, can we dive a little bit deeper into that? Cause I'm really, is this your psychometric profiling stuff? Yeah, so it, so it, it, yeah, it is. So it's, it's our platform and the platform that we have is called contribution compass. And that's what we measure. We don't measure skill. Okay. But we measure, um, so, so when you do the assessment, there's 96 data points that we measure, which will give us down right down to a tiny degree of where is it that somebody is going to maximise their contribution. Now, we have four predominant energy energy types, and I'll just go through them really quickly. Mm-hmm. Activating energy. So these are the these are people who are very visionary. They're very they're big thinkers. So I think like you know, let's say as an example, Elon Musk, right? They see things into the future. They can they can more or less predict the future, but they're like an ideas fact. Their their mind is full of ideas, right? It's like it just pours down. Very visual in terms of learning. When and and each profile there is a level of maturity, and that it's like it's like, you know, a, a profile will have two sides. We have the things that really enhance who we are and what we can bring to the table. We also have the underbelly of your profile, whereas there are things that, that you know, I, I guess as, as an example, if we look at somebody who is high activating energy, they're, they're overly optimistic. They will sometimes change the goalposts. They, by nature, will have a higher turnover of team than any of the other energies because they have a very quick dis- disconnect. They're very much about the hunt and the kill, okay? We do see a lot of principles in our industry um, that are like that. And the team are feeling like if you've got someone in sustaining energy, which is opposite activating energy, they need to have, they're driven by a sense of belonging, but they also, they've, they come from a very logical place. So they need to have like a lot of detail. So if you have some, throw somebody into the team that might be one of three profiles that are in the sustaining energy and they're in an environment when somebody goes to swing it, right, make it up as you go, they're out the door, right, they have a meltdown, okay. They're also very fair. They're the conscience of an organisation, right, They, they, but they're your customers as well and, and we do training on terms of how do we understand our customers because they're also from the four different energies. So people who are in sustaining energy are very driven by service, right. They're all about the customer journey. They make This is where we like to see property management into the sustaining, refining energy because it's a much more detailed energy. If we look at uh, at the on, on the right hand side, in inspiring energy, which is where I sit, it's all about people. Okay, it's all about communications. They're the ones that we're always having a chat. Okay, we're very intuitive by nature. We get sometimes overly connected to people, and we don't particularly like to have um, conflict. And for some coaches, very hard, you know, delivering bad news, right? And then opposite to that, we have what we call our refining profiles. And these are profiles that they, by nature, they internalise. So they will, you know, find their answers and their solution in data. They are okay with people, but for very short periods of time, they get very frustrated. They, they hate wasting time, hate wasting money. They're driven by a sense of certainty and clarity. These are the people that you need to send dot point emails to, don't have a conversation, um, but be very clear. But remembering as you have in a team, you have those eight different 
profiles, but let's say four different, very distinctly different energies that each of those bring a certain flavor to the team and all of those things that goes into the four pillars of your business, which are incredibly important to sustain your business, um, it radiates out into terms of who is your landlord, right? Now, one of the challenges I find in property management is we're recruiting younger people, which is fine, but we need to like look at life experience. We need them to understand the investor's journey. We need them to understand what is important to that investor when we have conversations. And I have um, a number of clients and they'll actually color code their landlords and their tenants. So when they pick up the phone, if it's yellow, they're going, okay, they, they're going to need to make a, like warm and fuzzy and have that conversation. However, if they're blue, it's like, let's get straight to the point. If they're red, they're going to just like want something fixed straight away and they're probably going to be overly optimistic about it. And your green are going to want all of the details. They want to know where and when and all of that sort of thing. So that expands out like to, to you know, uh, understanding that is in such an incredible resource for um, for teams. So as, as a leader, if you know how to onboard your person, so let's say you, let's say, and this is, I use this example, right? If I, because I think I'm pretty okay in terms of like building rapport and conversation and things like that, I could get someone to um, to do a great resume with me and I could organise the references, no problem, okay? But if you were to look at my profile, you would see that my inspiring energy is 38%. My refining, which is detail, which you need for, for um, property management, is 9.54. The tipping point around an energy we need to look at is about 23% to have it either negative or positive impact, now, if you, you would probably employ me, right? You go, oh, this girl's going to be great, okay? And what would happen is that, like, you know, I'd love all, I would get bored really easily because I seek variety, as do inspiring profiles. But I'd cover things up and then I'd leave, right? And then you would uncover the mess and what that actually costs you. Yeah. Right. When you're just saying that attention to detail, I was I can so resonate with that because I have zero attention to detail, which was uh, why I was never a great property manager. Um, that is so fascinating. I really love that. I mean, I've done the Myers Briggs and some of those other personality profiles. This sounds like it takes it all to a whole different level and across your not not just your team. It's it's actually your clients as well. It's absolutely it's a whole communication system. So even more exciting than that. And if you go to my if you go to my website like juliedavis.com.au and you scroll down and we have a, a absolutely free absolutely free tool in there which is called the contribution identifier, where you can go and you can put the whole job specs in there. Right, you answer 24 questions around the role of what's most important, what's least important, and it will spit you out a whole report and it will tell you exactly who you need to have and what breakup of energy. It will tell you how you need to onboard them, communicate, lead, and manage them. So it's so, like, and that's free, right? That's free. And that's on your website, not the Agent Dynamics website. It's on my, it's on my website. Perfect. Um, I'll put that link in the show notes for that one. Yeah, um, which is really great. You know, of course, it's, by when we work with teams and that's ordinarily what 
in the process is I will work with the business owner and from there they will they will profile and we do a whole team session. And I've had business owners say to me, you know, Julie, I have learnt more in two hours about my team than what I have in two years. It's amazing. Property inspections, entries, exits, incomings, outgoings, routine inspections, whatever you call them, you have to do them. And I remember when I first started as a property manager, you had to handwrite the reports and take notes on a digital camera, then upload the photo memory card to your computer and hope and pray that they weren't all blurry or your computer had enough memory to store them. But gone are those days to Inspection Express. Now, Inspection Express is not only the number one tool used by leading property managers across Australia and New Zealand, but the leader in groundbreaking new tech in the industry with the launch of 360-degree virtual tours. Now, virtual tours is upping the ante, giving landlords, owners and directors unparalleled 360-degree virtual access to their properties. So head to the link in the show notes to book in your free demo with Inspection Express. That is crazy. And and then from there, I do another hour with the principal where we have a team report where we've got everything on one document and it will will indicate is is the, the, the actual current team is it in low flow, mid flow, peak flow, no flow? And then it will identify by way of measuring everybody's energy together of what are the gaps in that business. But it will also give you an energy of the team. So as an example, if it was a, um, say a let's say it was a refining um, team, the biggest challenge is going to be we don't have enough relationships with our clients, right? There's not enough inspiring energy there to nurture new business. They might have great processes and systems, okay, but that weakness in that business is going to be they need to to recruit someone with inspiring energy to balance that out. And there's inflow and outflow. And, and you know, really it, it, it's above the line, below the line behaviour in terms of people's maturity. The other thing is like we look at now when we look at the the, the situation that we're in, in in mental health being such a big conversation, an important conversation. What this will actually, when you understand who you've got in the team and each profile, you can recognise uh, behaviour which is below the line. And we talk about like when you have critical moments in your life, it changes your behaviour. It's an indicator of something is happening with that person. And you can address it not as in a personal way to that person, but we address it in terms of, hey, this is what's showing up for you that we've noticed, you know, how can we support you? How can we get you back into flow? Yeah, I love that concept of flow. Can you yeah, keep talking about that? Just maybe just yeah. explain that a little bit. What is actually the definition yeah. of flow? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll probably give you my definition of flow because I've lived on, in, 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 on both sides, as we have all. If we think about like flow, it's like, when you do stuff and you don't actually feel like you're working but you get all of these incredible results that are so easy or things happen that are so easy and you actually don't really consider that it's uh, really valuable to other people because it's so easy to you. 
right? And when we talk about friction, which is the opposite, it's when we're fighting so hard, right? And it's and it's like everything is really, really hard and you go into overwhelm. And that's, that's why you, you need to go, for me to be into flow, um, um, and I'd, I'd love on another call is to go through some slides and I can actually show you all of this. Um, for me, um, and also if the other people in your team are out of flow below the line, it just to totally impacts the team. But I see it. So one thing that's really key, and because we see a lot of partnerships in real estate that go south, because we actually we need to understand before you form any partnership is what is that person going to bring to the table by their natural energy? And if you have two people the same, that's not going to really, you know, to create a great, you know, balance in within the business. And if that, and, and it's about keeping people, you know, in flow. But flow is like when you, you just love what you do. And it's like you could, I, I could talk about this all day, right? I, I, I could talk with concrete in my mouth because I'm so passionate about it because I just think that it just it makes such a difference to how you exist in this world because if you're doing something that you love, that is easy, something that you're passionate about and you're skilled, it makes everything a joy rather than trying to do everything the hard way and achieving nothing. That is like such I mean, great advice. Running in quicksand, right? And this is why it's so important to strategically build a team is because, and there's certain profiles that will have more conflict with other profiles. And people say, oh, you know, we've got all of these personality flash clashes and you haven't, you've got profile clashes, right? And it's only because it's lack of understanding. And, you know, I, I, I talk about it and say this like, you know, in the old fashioned, like, you know how we used to have the radios and you used to have to tune in like manually yep. on, on the thing. And I, I, re, <laughs> I remember my mother-in-law, God rest her soul, she lived in Orange, right, and she loved, she was such a punter. On Saturday she would spend the day in bed, right, and she would listen to the races, right. If you happened to ring her, she'd ring up and say, sorry, got the wrong number and hang up on you, right, because nobody and nothing disturbed her races. But you were down there and you it's like the static, you know, the static when you're in between stations, right, and it's like so, so annoying is that you get every third or fourth word. Now, if you're not communicating with somebody in the way that they need to be communicated, you know, in that modality, that's what it's like for them. They do not, you know, they do not resonate. And I, I tell the story often with clients and I'll say, let's say that we had two property managers, two BDMs going out and it, they um, both go to the landlord and they give a crackerjack presentation and they come back and they're going, oh, put it on the board. That was so awesome, right? I feel I just did such a good job and they just love me. It's a no-brainer. Only to get the phone call that afternoon and they say, oh, it was such a hard decision. Like everything was the same, marketing, commission, everything. Such a hard decision. And I was, oh, look, you were really good and I really liked you, but but we've gone with the other person. Right. And there's only one reason that that happens, right? It's called buyer safety, right? You need to be able to make that person feel safer with you than what they would with anybody else. 
And that all comes to is how do you connect with them? How do you talk their language? How do you how do, how do you know what their personal drivers are? How do you connect with them? Is that that is just something magical that happens between two people, and they they, they you know create loyalty, all sorts of things, and understanding that, and understanding if you're not connecting and you don't know how to connect, it could be fifty percent of your business that you're losing just on that alone. That is so funny you say that because just before I finished working in our business, or just before COVID actually, I stopped working as a BDM in our business and I took personally a couple of appraisals that I went to where I didn't get the, I was like that no-brainer, I've got this and got back to the office and got the call that they'd gone with, and I'm the the principal or the owner of the the real estate business, I'm probably 25 years older than my competitors and I didn't get the business and I, I took it really personally. Yeah. And yet I don't think I've ever not won business over the phone, but I've lost business in person, which was so, but yes, obviously. Yeah. And, and it could have been if they had higher activating energy, right, and that, that particular person was very high activating energy and it was just that that person maybe gave them a little bit more hope of what could be achieved because they are activating people out. They make decisions pretty quickly, but they're overly optimistic in what they want or what can be achieved, which is why you have your difficult landlords that like, you know, that, and you just think oh, they want so much from me and they want it now. That's activating energy, you know, or you have the ones and, and, you know, they'll go back, you know, please, can you watch your grammar when you're sending me an email? Yeah. You know, so it's just understanding the nuances of each of those profiles, but you have to understand yourself first. That is such great advice. So, so let's we just kind of wrap all this up. Like you've just shared some amazing um, information there, and I would love to do another podcast episode where we can really break down the profiles because I'm so yeah, fascinated. I would, love to, I would love to show you visually and go through. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, so what what are the key things that uh, business or well, I guess there's twofold to this. What is let's and let's start with this one first. What is the key things that somebody who was looking to go into a new job uh, what should they be looking for in the company that they're going to work for first? And then secondly, if you're a business owner, you're looking to recruit, what, are they, what do they need to do to build a high-performing team? Okay, great question. So firstly, if, if I was in the job market, the, the most important thing is to know what is the area that you're going to really shine with that's going to be easy for you, right? Don't go and look for a job that you can do by skill think about what would really light you up because you're going to be way more valuable, right? Too many of us go in and get jobs that we can do the job and we exist, you know, we just exist in life. You know, life is too short for that. Understand yourself. Um, Look into the values of that company. Do your research. Look at their, their turnover of their team. You know, go like Google, you can find out some incredible information. If you've known someone who currently works for that team or has previously worked for that business, have a chat with them, take them out for coffee because it's just as important that you interview them and understand you want this to be your new home um, 
and is 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 it the place for you? Do you know what what do their values say in the marketplace? Are they community focused? Are they you know are they reaching out? What are their Google reviews like? All of that sort of thing. So that's really key from from looking in terms of employing or going into a role. Make sure it's a role that you're excited about that that you want to to that you can contribute and add back to 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 that to that business, right? And um, the second thing for a business owner is know yourself. Look at the positions and I just had um to show you this here really briefly because I just had this before is that, and I'll just go through like really quickly and you'll see the four different energies. And if we have a look at in terms of each of those roles, there's going to be things. So if we have a look down the bottom here at custodian and a custodian profile is about honouring the promise. But that's somebody we want to have in a customer service role, okay? If you want to have someone in um, this side here, um, in, in inspiring, they're going to be great with people. Right. So like leading um, like leading your team? Yeah, leading yeah, and they're great at leading teams, right? Um more the more analytical, they want order and they're always going to be like a how they're going to be a systems type thinker and much more analytical. And we looked at there's three profiles in that. If we look at the cultivator, it's about nurturing nurturing growth, which is about building a portfolio, looking after that asset management. Um, a conductor is optimizing performance, and that's more in terms of looking at the data and you know the systems. And a calibrator is fine tuning the instruments, and that's where we have someone there to say, "How could we do this better? What systems do we need, you know, to use?" Like, so if we look at someone like James Dyson, right? They can be perfectionists. So with James Dyson, who created the first um, bagless vacuum cleaner made almost 5,000 prototypes before he went to the market, right? And, and that's perfectionism at, at, at its finest, and that sometimes holds us back. And if we see someone in our team who's always, you know, all about perfectionism, right, we, we need to, like, really understand being a perfectionist is, like, we'll kill you, <laughs> but, but what's a better value that they could add to your team? So if we have a look in terms of, if we have a look at the, 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 the four different colours there, and if we look at activating, that's where anything that's new, right? That's when your new listing comes in. That's when your marketing goes out. Anything so anything that gets activated is in the activating energy. And it's like when we're starting a business, the first phase of any business is eight ages, eight stages of enterprise in the business. But the first one is always in activating energy, right? It's when something starts. So we've got the idea, we've built the agency, we've got the the location and everything. We're ready to put the the signs up. And the branding, that's all done in activating energy. Then we go to the team, which is all inspiring energy. That's right. Who do we need to have in the team? Um, and it's building the people. And this follows the sales process as well, by the way. And then sustaining energy, which is about is, is whereabouts, you know, it's pre and post. And it's honoring the promise, right? And it's grounding. It's when the business is settling. And then we look at refining energy, which is about order and performance and more analytical. They're the four key pillars of any business and the business will cycle through that. And it's like we, if we have a look at like some businesses, they were in refining energy in COVID and if you didn't then go into activating energy and reinvent yourself, you were dead. You know, if you, if you can't adapt, right, those businesses that can't adapt now to the new working way, they're in refining energy. 
right? They're stuck. It's cold. It's winter energy. You need to then step in. It's like relationships. Like when a relationship is is really stagnant, it's in refining energy and it's either people will get divorced or they'll rekindle that relationship when they go up to activating energy or have a new relationship. So this has got like so many different layers. Like it's it's super exciting. Like, you know, I, I love it, you know. Oh gosh, I could talk to you for hours about this. I am so fascinated. I love all the energy, the flow, um, yeah. the personality types. I'm absolutely in yeah. all of that. But I better not keep you talking for too oh, long. No. We um, talk for two weeks here. <laughs> um, tell me, I, I'm a really big fan of personal development, and I can obviously clearly tell you are as oh, well. Yes. Can you share a tool or resource oh, or yes. something, something oh, yes. that will help our listeners if they? Stop listening to this podcast. What are they going to go and do to help them? Okay, I love this. I love this. Okay, I now have four favourite books that are my go-to books. Okay, first one is an author called Greg McEwen. He also has a podcast and it's called Essentialism. Okay, and Essentialism is about, you know, that is, is doing less but more, right? It's what we say no to and it's, and it's, um, uh, it really defines making more discerning decisions and more focused and being clear around what you want in your life, right? That's my first one. He's written two books. One is called Essentialism and the other is called Effortless, okay? And off next year I'm going to be doing a whole 21-day challenge on that, so watch this space, which is exciting. The second book is Atomic Habits by James Clear. I've got that and one. It's, Love it. Yeah, it's all about the one percenters, right? But it's also, it's, it's, it's about, we can do like a lot of stuff externally, right? I'll just give you this. I've just purchased this. Um, I don't know whether you've heard of um, Michael Hyatt, right? He's got the, the full focus planner. You've got oh, one of them. I've got one in the background here. I've right? got my new order. Yeah, full the focus. Next year, four of them, yes. Right? Love it. If, yep. you're not, if you're not like, um, you can write everything down here, but if you don't do it and you don't integrate it into your being and see yourself, and I think, one of the quotes uh, that he has, and I think it's in the in the very front, is it's it's well, it's not um, it's not about setting a goal. It's about who you who do you become through the goals that you set. So you, you're managing your time and being really clear on your outcomes and some big goals. Just like a little bit of a backstory. Um, in March this year, my husband passed away. And he had um, seven years. He was diagnosed with motor neurone. I'm sorry to hear that, so, Joe. Yeah. Thank you. Um, it, it was a really tough seven years, right, for both of us and for everyone. But he has nothing from here down. So he, I looked after him, fed him, like did, did everything for him. And he, he passed away in um, in March this year. And I, but I had I had really like I think probably essentialism was a really big part of, that, of how clear I was of what I wanted to do coming out of that. And it was really my saviour. Um, and I think that, you know, I've done a couple of videos and, and I've got a program coming up next year, which is called, you know, defining your dash, right? And the dash is the time from when we're born to when we die. And we don't know what this end date is. On average, if you live to 80, you get 4,000 weeks, right? And it's like, what do we do with that time? And I think it's so important that we live on purpose, right, and get really clear. But you need to have tools to help you achieve all of that and you need to be clear, you need to make sacrifices, you need to have a good team. I've got an amazing team. You need to have good resources and you need to have good infrastructure in your business. So 
that, that you know, um, Greg's work really helped me with that. But for me to be really clear, and I'm I'm 62 now, I'll be 63 next year, and it's like my weeks are, you know, dwindling away. And, like, I've got some massive goals that I want to reach and I want, I've got so much I want to share with people because I think I can really make a difference. So that so that's half of it. That's my first with Grant James Clear and Greg McEwen. I've, I recently was listening to a podcast with um, Greg McEwen and had this this guest on it, and his name was John Acutt A C U T T, and he was talking about this book that he wrote, right? And it's called Soundtracks, right? You have to listen to it like an audio book and because inspiring people are, are auditory learners as well, mm-hmm. so we do really well with that. He, is, he talks about like what, what is, what's our soundtrack that we play for everything that happens in our life, right? You go on a diet and then you eat a cake or whatever. Well, there you go. There's a, there's a whole diet. Might as well forget it, you know. And so it's about changing the soundtracks that we have and what we play and what we're choosing to play in terms of how we show up every single day. And he also wrote a book, which I've just finished. He is the funniest man. You know, like you're reading and listening to an audio book and you go, how many chapters have I got? Like I nearly cried when his book's finished and I go, I've got to have the other one. I've got to start the other book. So funny. He's just so hilarious. But, oh, my God, it's like, you know, a slap in the face with a velvet glove, you know. It's like it hits you between the eyes. Right? He talks about, you know, like, when we get caught up in business and in, in busyness, it's like the hiding places that we go to. And then um, what does he call it? Our noble, our our noble um, objections, or I, that's not the word for it, but it's like it's like all of these things we're so self-sacrificing that would we put everything before achieving our goals, right? Our noble obstacles, right? That we can then justify why we're not doing what we need to do. Right. And this is what I like when you read um, Atomic Habits, because it's like being a smoker, right? And if somebody's like, I'm an ex smoker, I haven't smoked for 35 years, but I see myself as a non smoker. But if you were just to see yourself as a reform smoker, the messaging that's here is that, well, maybe I'm going to slip back and have another cigarette or reformed alcoholic rather than saying I'm a choose, I'm a non-drinker. And it's just the, the subtle, you know, and it's all neuro-linguistic and it's, it's reprogramming and all of that sort of thing. But I'm all up for being reprogrammed for the good stuff. Um, and, I, and I just think it's really, really important because life happens, crap happens, you know, I just had a call. To everyone, to everyone. You're yeah. never going to be immune from it, so I just brace yourself. A, I just had a coffee today with a a lady and she lost her husband, right? She had, her kids were like three and six. Like go figure, like I go at least, well, that's not a good word to use at least, um, but Pete was 71, right? He saw his grandchildren, he saw his two kids get married and just he, we had so much joy because we were given five years longer than what we thought. He had pretty, did he have a pretty crappy existence? Yes, he did, Yeah. However, we were very in that the blessings that come through from when he was sick is I couldn't like pile them high enough up to the roof, you know? And it's looking for the very best. And it's wanting the very best for yourself, not just for others, but wanting the very best for yourself, but being prepared to go to places that are uncomfortable. 
and you know that know that the middle part is going to be a mess and it's going to be like walking through mud, you know, to get out the other side. But the personal growth that you have going through that is just, yeah, incredible. And I think like Sorry, your, sto- no, 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 your, your story is very inspiring and, and I can relate. Uh, I have a mother that had a stroke four years ago and she was given 48 hours to live and now she's um, four years down the track but she's um, paralysed down one side and has lost her speech and, you know, as, as hard as her existence is, she still wants, she's still here fighting on and as hard it is for us to visit her, uh, she, you know, I walk away inspired, you know, just by her strength every single time yeah. I go yeah. there. And I think um, one of the things I find inspiring, you, you, you're never too late to start personal development and never. the growth work. So I think never. that's a a really good takeaway for anyone listening today um, who might be in a bit of a a uncomfortable or dark place that it's never too late to start getting close you've got it you've got to understand you choose and you just choose your heart absolutely yeah julie that's amazing thank you so much for your time how can our audience connect with you further what's the best place Um, yeah just go to juliedavis.com.au um I've, i've got agent dynamics as well but you can just link all of that through through my website and we're doing, you know, we've got some really exciting things happening early next year, uh, which is really cool, but I'd love to reach out and I'm, you know, I'm always good for a chat. Anyone who, if I, if I can add any value to anyone, like please feel free to reach out. I would love to, to chat. And, you know, you're doing such great work oh, thank you. in our industry. I'm so impressed looking at you and looking at what you're doing and, and you've got a fantastic website and you, you've got add so much value um, to our industry. We need more people like you. Oh, thank you so much. That's lovely to hear that feedback. And um, I look forward to talking to you in the new year and yeah, finding out more about all of the amazing stuff that you've got happening. So um, and I will share links to all of um, your resources and how to connect with you in the show notes thank as well. You. Thank, thank you. Thanks, Julie. Thanks, Kylie. There's been so much talk of stress, overwhelm and burnout in property management lately. Do you want to know how I overcame all of that? Yes, I hit rock bottom multiple times, but I got myself a virtual assistant. Actually, not just one, but three. But I didn't just get any VA, I got a PMVA. What are they? Well, they are the most well-trained in the business. And not only that, you also have a backup VA. So that essentially your business is never without admin support ever again. And my health, time and business has never looked back. Your PMVA can take care of tasks like rent arrears, lease preparation and renewals, maintenance follow-up, routine inspection bookings, data entry, audits, prospecting, inbox management and so much more and the best part of implementing a pmva in my business was that it freed up my time and my team's time to take care of important things like customer service what makes me feel so safe is that pmva is owned by tiffany botel both here and in the philippines making my data secure and giving me more control over the va arrangement So head to the link in the show notes to book in your discovery call with Lady Boss Tiff. If you love the Property Management Podcast, you've got to check out the PM Collective, hosted by my friend, Ashley Goodchild. She discusses things like how to have awkward conversations about pay rises, um, yes please, how to raise the bar in property management 
and why so many people just seem to fall into the industry. You've got to love stories like that. She'll leave you with great advice, actionable steps to take, and let you know that you're not alone in any of the challenges that you face. So be sure to check out the PM Collective wherever you get your podcasts. I know your time is valuable, so thank you for spending it here. Now, if you're someone who is serious about growing your property management business and you'd like to learn the systems that I've put in place inside my own business that consistently brings in new management leads every single week without me having to do anything, then go to the show notes and take a look at the options for working further with me. Whether that's an online course, one-on-one coaching or free resources on my website. Until next time, my friend. 